0: Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of like if your car breaks down. You know, you know, if you had an old car where you had carburetors and stuff. I don't know about the new ones. But if your car broke down and you knew a little bit about it and uh, so, and you had someone there with you and you try to turn it on, you have the key, everything's available for something to happen, but it's just not happening, right? It's, not, yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, stalled. So then you get out and you take the, uh, let's say, the air filter off. And then you put some gas in, a couple of drops of gas in the, te- in the carburetor. Yeah? And you have like, you'd say, alright, turn it over. Have your friend turn it over. And then there's not too many pumps, a few pumps. And then usually it catches, yes? Now the job, job's done. What would happen if you keep pouring gas in? It floods, yeah? So you, you go the exact opposite than the purpose, which was to start the car. It wasn't about pouring a lot of gas in anything. It was about starting the car a couple of drops works. This is what a message is like. Uh, To me, a message isn't a dissertation. It's sort of a message. That's why it can be repeated. If you repeated dissertations, you would hit, hit an incredible level of boredom pretty quickly. But a message can be repeated because it's short and sweet. It should be anyway. And once, so, the message is like a catalyst. And I have faith in mind that mind only needs, for some, it only needs a couple of drops of gas. It just has to be reminded of something it hasn't thought of in a while or hasn't entertained. A different type of possibility, which is, I'm not that, you know? The whole point is, we're always trying to become something, but the best, to me, it's the question, are you something already, Yeah. You know? Are you are you the way your mind presents you, or aren't you? If you're not, then you're not beholden to all of its little machinations and schemes, because the whole drive of selfing, which is a mental process, yes, you didn't, you weren't engaged with it when you were a baby. You grew into it. Like they say that you didn't have a sense of self or separation until about eighteen months. You know, mm-hmm. babies pretty much. Just consciousness in a way flailing away through a body activity, you know. And, uh, but then a a mental process grows, which is selfing. And they, some of the research says it's timed, it actually coincides with this, the language center starting to fire. So language has a lot to do with the sense of self, yeah? The language that the thoughts are held in, yeah? That's how we, we hear thoughts in language. Those thoughts reinforce the idea of being a self, a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yeah? It's like we're using a, a subjective language, but we're objects using it. The body is an objective thing, and it has a brain which is objective. It's a thing, but it's using a subjective language. It says, I'm doing stuff, I'm choosing, I'm here, I'm this, I'm that. And uh, so that selfing wasn't dominant. when I, Like when I was a kid when i would be playing i didn't i wasn't in an abusive situation it was just a typical lower middle class family in new york i don't know how typical but let's say a lower class middle, <laughs> <laughs> middle class family when i was playing i was that's all i was doing because my mind hadn't entertained the idea of time yet i didn't think i wasn't thinking will i be playing next week because that hadn't developed yet yeah so the, the there wasn't any specialness of being here because i I hadn't entertained I could be anywhere else. And that's the real freedom. It's not vigilance. It's not concentration. It's sort of a very diffuse, relaxed awareness. yeah. Because it's just so. It's not like it wasn't so and I had something to do making it so. It's just there was never any question that it was, wasn't was so. yeah. Because the mental system that assumes that it may not be so or it isn't so hadn't gotten strong enough yet. Yeah. So, until these ab- absurd impossibilities become probabilities, we're in that sense of immediacy, which is conscious contact. Yeah? That's all there is. Yeah? Now, what happens with the selfing, if you watch it, it's definitely, it senses the conscious contact, but what does it do? It claims the conscious contact, yeah? which is the movement of selfing. The mental process of selfing, its major movement is the claim. So instead of just seeing thoughts, they're your thoughts. Instead of a body, it's my body. Instead of time, it's your time. Instead of a problem, it's your problem. It's always a movement of claiming. In claiming, that's how it asserts its value. And it can't really claim now so much. So what does it do? It remembers you. In the past, and it remembers you in the future. Remembering is about the future too. When there's thoughts about the future, it, you're usually pictured in them, or you're usually the topic, you know? You, you're seen as a body in the mind's eye, and you're thinking worried, what's going to happen to me three years from now, yes? That is how the mind remembers you now, yeah? Because what isn't so has to be remembered, yeah? What isn't actually being, it has to be wasting and willing. That's why the mind loves time. Because it proves its existence by thinking about itself or this idea of self in the past and speculating about its idea of self in the future. It remembers itself now. Because all your thoughts about the future are now. Yes? And all your thoughts about the past are now. Their real importance is to remember you. To remember are you. Yeah? So it, they can't do it now because what's so is so. What isn't so can't be so when what's so is obvious. So it can only appear to be so when what's so isn't obvious. Yeah? So when you're totally in the, in the uh, let's say that thought stream of past and future, what's so doesn't seem obvious, so you're taken to be what's not so, which is a you. Yeah? And now what's not so becomes the dominant point of interpretation, and then the mind just riffs on it, as you can see. Yeah? And it has this... In- very familiar object to wrap its thoughts around, which is you, the body, and so it fixates on you somewhere else at some other time. And that's how you're remembered all day. (laughs) So like St. Francis says, it's in self-forgetting, yes? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> and I find it's very difficult to forget the self if you take yourself to be one Yeah, even trying to forget the self would be a remembrance of self yeah? so I could study for three years how to lose interest in the self but that would, could be construed as self-obsession <laughs> going to tons of these meetings could be construed as a problem of being obsessed with self and a lot of these Groups, which are supposedly about non-self, speak about self the most. <laughs> <laughs> so, <That's good. laughs> the lever is, you're trying to, so this idea of being a self, it has to be remembered, because it's not so. Yeah. What's so? Does it need to be re- remembered, because it's so? Yeah, It already has an existence, it already has a substance, so it doesn't need to be remembered for a substance, yes? Yeah, yeah. so what's actually happening right now the rawness of what's happening is conscious contact yes? you want to call it consciousness or awareness there's contact with what seems to be an outside uh, environment and the contact goes through five gates and then there's a sixth gate they call it Buddhism which is the mind so there's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching yeah? and then there's the seeing of thoughts which would be the mind sense so you have basically six senses where something, or let's say nothing, makes contact with something. Yeah? So you hear it, see it, feel it, taste it, touch it, or think about things. Yes? Yeah? So what's actually happening is consciousness, that's why they call it conscious contact. It's not your contact, it's conscious contact. Because it's consciousness is in contact. Yes? So what happens with the mental process? And when you were a baby, that's what was going on. And that's all that was going on. But when the mental process of selfing kicked in, then it told a story about the conscious contact, and it inserted the idea of you where consciousness is. So now it's you that's in contact. So now, like Buddha said, supposedly, who knows what he said, but supposedly he said, hey, when, see, when you see, see, when you hear, hear, when you taste, taste, when you touch, touch, when you you know smell, smell, yeah? And let's say when you think, think, whatever. Very simple. Yeah? Seeing, attend to the seeing. Feeling, attend to the feeling. Yeah? Tasting, attend to the tasting. Yeah. But the mental process, selfing, what it does is it claims to be the consciousness. And now the emphasis isn't on the seeing, it's on the seer and the seeing. Yeah. So what was just a verb now becomes an intermediary between two nouns. The seer, yeah, me, and this noun has, is, has a subjectiveness to it, and then another noun, what's seen, which is objectified. This is called dualism, yeah? The dualism spreads into to a dualistic approach. So either or, yes or no, like in, in Chinese uh, philosophy, they talk, they talk about the energy of all energies as wu, yeah, And then the Wu starts dancing with itself, which is yin and yang. And, when, and what happens with the interplay between the two different forces of the same energy, the 10,000 things appear. That was the old Chinese term for everything, you know, manifestation. So energy, then this little dance, yeah? And then the dance, the interaction, causes an appearance, and this is the manifestation. So out of non-manifest comes manifest, Yeah? Out of let's say undifferentiated light, it moves through this apparatus, and it differentiates. Yes, but no matter how much it differentiates, either from a hundred reflections or for a kaleidoscope or a million, it's still still always and only undifferentiated light. Yeah, it doesn't lose its undifferentiation as much as it differentiates. Yeah, so the essence of all appearances or let's say in in Buddhism the essence of form is emptiness yeah and the emptiness is form so the undifferentiated light is myriad things and all the myriad things are undifferentiated light in a sense yes now the undifferentiated light moves through this apparatus and then it disperses and then things appear that weren't there yeah? I don't believe they're there anyway, but they seem to. They appear and they seem to be there. Yeah, It's sort of like a dream, in a way. If you know, I heard someone say the Course in Miracles. If you know anything about the Course in Miracles, then tell me about it. If <laughs> you know anything about it. In the Course in Miracles, they have a, one statement that says, you and I are the dreamer of the dream. Yeah, You and I are the dreamer of the dream. We're, we forgot that we're dreaming. Yes? In other words, we've fallen into ignorance around our role here. We forgot that we're dreaming. And in that forgetfulness, we've given every, everything we dreamt the power to affect us. Yeah? So let's say, in this case, we dreamt a, dream, a, a tiger. Yeah. Now the tiger is scaring us intensely. Maybe you read books of how to cohabitate a small space with a tiger, but basically you're going to have this inherent fear around getting eaten by a tiger, no matter how advanced you think you get around, oh, I can live with a tiger, but you'll always be looking out of your <laughs> eye, you know? there would be no peace of mind, would there? Yeah. No, no. So, in this sense, the dreamer, let's say, uh, dreamt this dreamt tiger, and now the dream tiger is affecting it, but only as a dreamt object only as a single unit called Paul, and a long-lasting independent separate entity, yes? This is a dreamt object by the mind that's dreaming. This dreamt object, its, re, its appropriate response to the dreamt tiger is to be afraid, because in this dream, as a dreamt object, that can affect me greatly. We are, you and I are the dreamer of the dream, we forgot we're dreaming it, and we've given everything we dreamt the power to affect us. That's what's happening here, yes? So there's no solution to this dilemma as the dreamt object. The, the solution is to realize you're not the dreamt object. Just like when you wake up and you had this scary dream about a tiger, does it scare you after you wake up? Because the dream stays a dreamt object, but now you're not. You woke up, yeah? Yeah. Well, this is a similar thing. In this place, you can wake up because you are awake. So you can have an event called waking up, which is you wake up and now you do have an immunity to that dreamt tiger because it's dreamt. Yeah, It's not real. But it's very difficult to 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 entertain that an appearance is not real if you're taking yourself to be an appearance. <laughs> yeah? If you're giving this appearance a reality, I bet you the other appearances are going to be real to you. <laughs> you can't have it both ways oh, like one lady I knew said oh I really woke up I'm freed from the ego but everyone else's ego is bothering me
1: that, <laughs>
0: that can't work that way Yeah, you see it's, it's all a none there's <laughs> no special reprieve <laughs> when you realize that there isn't a you you realize there ain't a you <laughs> it wasn't like there was once a you now there isn't You know, and there's still people that still no. They're just, it's like the idea of a problem and solution, yes? Problem, solution, problem, solution. Okay, so, let's say you recognize the problem, truly recognize the problem as imaginary, yeah? That would be the solution. And so, if the problem is an imaginary, and that's the solution, there's no solution because there's no problem. That's the real solution. real solution is to realize you're not in something, that's the only way to be out of it. If there's a belief you're in something, then there's tons of solutions of how to get out, but if you really look hard enough, you realize all the ways of getting out is just another form of being in. Yeah, The only way to get out of something is to realize you've never been in it. <laughs> it doesn't take any time, you understand? See? It's so beautiful, it doesn't take any time to leave an imaginary place. <laughs> <laughs> because there's no place you need to leave plus it's imaginary so the, in, the 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 quality of timelessness is so profound really so profound by the solution when it downloads the sense of its timelessness you really get a sense of the strength of time here and how our thought system is saturated in it yeah like when people are entertaining from the thought system peace it's i was at once one time i had peace and i hope i will have peace but they never entertain they never entertain a stabilized sense of peace it's always defined by the effects of time oh yeah i'm in peace now but what happens when i go to work tomorrow yeah it's always conditional and circumstantial based on time you can't believe and time is just an aspect of conditional mind but it's like a god to us it runs the whole thought system. Yeah? Every thought is about time. So when someone wants a lot of people who have, believe they're un-okay, the best they can hope for is, I will be okay. It's never, I'm okay. It's, I will be okay. Please let me be un-okay for a while. But I'm going to come out of it later. And the only way I'm going to come out of it is if someone does something for me or I do something. So if you're always freaking relevant. Yeah? And the solution is that you're Irrelevant. So we just someone we put some somebody who does filming these talks put some clips up, so I looked at one of the clips, which is the wave and the ocean yeah, and a lot of times people a lot of in a lot of spiritual terms they talk about the wave and the ocean, but let's look at it this way. I don't know if anyone else does but who knows? cares so here's the wave, yeah, so let's say the wave is sort of. His wave life is lacking, you know. He's a little dry.
1: He's,
0: he's a little dry for his own taste, you know. He thinks it should be a lot wetter and a lot better, you know. So someone tells him, hey, the wettest place in the world is the ocean. Why don't you start trying to learn the ocean, you know. Get close to it. Have an experience of it. See what happens. So, all right. So now you assume from this wave point that I really need the ocean. So I study a lot about the ocean. And I have some experiences, I do, you know. But I always go back to the sense that I can be dry, Yeah. You know? That's why it's called a a big experience. Without the bookended that I'm dry, you wouldn't get so excited about being wet, really. It would stabilize. Excitement doesn't stabilize. Excitement is very agitated, but then it dissipates. That's not it. It's a much more stable solution than getting excited. So, okay, so now the wave is studying the ocean, studying the ocean, studying the ocean. And every experience, really from the wave's point of view, is reinforcing the wave, because it always reverts back to the dryness that it thinks it's suffering from. Yeah. So And then it learns, oh, the ocean is the ocean of bliss, and it's eternal, and all this. Yet, every time it's studying it, it's pursuit of the ocean is just reinforcing itself as a wave. We're just saying, hey, if you're not a wave, you're the ocean, bro. Yeah? Much quicker. Much quicker to arrive at where you already are. (laughs) <laughs> then go on a journey to get there. <laughs> so, why not question the waveness? If you're not a wave, find out. Yeah, put it to the test. You ever hear of a Zen treatise called Faith Mind? That's what it means, Faith Mind. It says it says you know one of, it says incredible statements. One of them is. If you, if you stress, if you use activity to find stillness, that's activity. <laughs> so it's sort of like, if you try to use self to get out of self, that's selfing. <laughs> yeah. So how could, because you didn't have any sense when you were a baby. It's produced by a mental process. How can a product of a mental process, and I'm saying a, a mental process is producing, producing the sense of being a you. It produces it, yeah? It makes it up. No matter how authentically you feel like a you, it's been produced, yeah? So a mental process is producing this feeling of being you. Yeah. How can you expect that mental process, the product, to leave what's making it? Yeah? If self only exists through the reinforcement of a mental process, the self is never going to transcend... The process that's making it. It's not going to appear as a self anywhere else. In other words, if you're waiting to get it, you're missing the boat. If you want to have an experience of your own absence, you're missing the boat. The whole point is self can't get out of self. Why? Because there is no self to get out of. It's an appearance. It's a reinforcement that's going on all day by us listening to K-Paul or whatever station you're listening to, K-Mary or whatever. It's broadcasting all about you. Yeah? All day. Everything is assumed to be about you. So instead of experiencing life as happening, it's interpreted as life as happening to you. Yeah? So the conscious contact is now overridden by an interpretation. We're we're so absorbed in a mental state and and a... they can't. The solution can't come from the problem. It can't be a mental solution to a mental problem. Yeah. So we go like this simply. Hey, maybe you're not that. Yeah. And there's no pivot to go, okay, now I'm going to look for what I am. No. You're not that and that's that. Yeah. So in a sense, you're the seeing of what you're not. So then you recognize that, let's say a wallet, everything everything that we come in contact with, with here gets used to point to the phantom you. Yeah. So here's a wallet. But then, it's called my wallet. So it's assuming it's pointing to an owner. Yes? Oh, this is my wallet. Or everything. Watch, my watch. Thought, my thought. Yeah. Feelings, my feelings. All of those, everything that is brought to us from the realm of conscious contact, the mental process claims it and uses it to point to the phantom you. Yeah? Everything insinuates you, implies you, but the pointing, the pointing can't, there's nothing it's pointing at. Your conditional mind makes the leap. It keeps assuming there's a someone, and so the mind goes, there's a someone. Yeah? (laughs) When you just see it, when you see it, yeah. when you actually see it, you see I'm not that, and that's that. And now, the whole idea of you somehow having to be a noun is forsaken, and you sense the verbness of you as being,
2: yeah,
0: as an activity, of, of a manifestation, a verb, a being. And in that verbing, there is no noun. The noun is a mental interpretation. There is only seeing. There's not a seer. There's only seeing. Yes? There's only hearing. And what's hearing can't be heard. What's seeing can't be seen. What's feeling can't be felt. What's tasting can't be tasted. Yes? What's conceiving cannot be conceived of. So, for anyone who's teaching anything, the only thing they can actually teach is about what we're not. You can't teach about what we are because we're that. Yeah? It's like when they talk about non-duality meanings. Show me where there's a non-duality meaning. Non-duality means not two. It doesn't mean anything. It's a negation. You negate the idea of two-ness, subject-object, and you're on something. When all is subjective, when all is, is subjectivity, you're closer than subject-object. Yeah? So we're going to negate the subject-object, the dualism, and then the duality. And hopefully the mind will entertain, in I'm not that, it will recognize the seeing of that is what I am. Not that there's a seer, the seeing of it. So every moment, like St. Francis says, what's looking is what you're looking for. Every moment, what's looking, exactly right now, is what you're looking for. Why can't we see it? Because seeing has been claimed, it's been turned into a form of looking called self-centeredness, and we're applying a bastardized seeing to try to find seeing, and we can't find it for the life of us, because it's been encrypted into a form of looking called self-centeredness. So the only way you can see the truth is as an object outside of yourself, as the subject, and truth ain't an object. Enlightenment isn't a thing to arrive at. The magic of mind is it makes an appearance of two when there isn't any. And two cannot find one. You can't use two or try to leave two to get to one. You negate the two, and that's one. You negate it by realizing, hey, I'm not that, and that's that. But to try to use two to get to one is a faulty journey. You're going to be on it a long time. You may become a great collector of experiences, but nothing will actually radically change because the same mental format's in place. Yeah? You've turned something that's non-thing into a thing, be a conceptual thing called the truth or whatever. Whatever. But the mind's done its little magic and has thrown what's already always and ever, ever available outside of itself for you to look for. Yeah? That's a form of blindness. Blindness. They say what? God is everywhere. He's all-powerful, omniscient, and omnipotent. Why aren't you bumping into it then? You're rubbing against it all the, all the time. Why are, Why are we un- unaware of what's always so, yet very aware of what's not so? Yeah. If you travel in time, the, the ship is the thought system. If, you, if you're rooted here, the thought system is abandoned. You don't rely on it. Yeah, It's just another process. It's sort of like, it's really trippy. You can't ship when you want to, can you? Most people can't. It's sort of like if I had a burrito this morning, you know, I don't have to go home and take an hour to digest my food. I got to work on it, it a, you know, and then I would probably have a pizza I missed, to eat, forgot to digest three days ago. There'd be a huge backup of all the things I forgot I ate, and I got to get on it. Or I'm pumping the blood, you know, I got to keep pumping my blood. Oops, forgot that, you know, heart beating the heart, making the nerves occur. Right? It sounds funny when someone says, "Hey, you're going to go home and digest that burrito." <laughs> But then there's another process of the body, which is the thinking, and we believe we're the thinker. Yeah? We don't see the absurdity of that statement. We see the absurdity of, oh, you're not digesting your food, you're not pumping your heart, you're not moving the blood. That's that's ridiculous. It's totally involuntary. But the thinking is different. We believe we're the thinker. Yeah? Everyone wants to try to change the thoughts, but they never question the first thought, which is, I'm the thinker. Yeah? That's the first thought that begets all the bondage to the other thoughts. You can you can you know call the herd of thoughts and you'll still be bonded. Because it's not the thoughts or the amount of the thoughts, it's the, the it's the thought that you're the thinker of them. That's what bonds you to the thoughts. They're yours. Or they're about you. Yeah. Have you noticed if someone comes over your house and they start complaining about what's not happening, you know, like they think something's going to happen three weeks from now, and they're, they're really concerned, and it's really flipping them out. But you don't see any evidence; it's not happening, you know. And they're talking to you, and you're usually bored in about a minute, really, you know. You know like you want you rather do laundry. Oh, I gotta, I have an appointment I forgot I gotta keep. Yeah, and you're bored very quickly. But the same thing in your head, the exact same thing held as has about you has all your attention. Yeah, it's not the thought; it's the you. The you is the source of interest, not the thought. Yeah? It's the my of the thought. The problem? No, my problem. Feeling? No, my feeling. The my is the glue. The my is the meaning. Yeah? It disperses itself and everything it comes in contact with and claims. But you're not getting the meaning from what you're claiming. You're getting it from this position you're claiming it from, which is the sense of self. Yeah? Yeah? So if you have a lot of thoughts, they say seventy thousand a day. It's quite a lot, eh? I mean, today's what? Friday? Let's see how many thoughts did I need to navigate this day. I got up around eight o'clock. Maybe about forty-five. Yeah, maybe forty-five. Because I don't know the city, so I needed to ask. Hey, where? Where's uh, Kensington or something? You know. So forty-five. What are the other sixty-nine thousand five hundred and forty? You know, fifty-five doing? What are they doing? Really? I mean, I'm a house painter. For me to do a job at maybe 15 thoughts, you know. Usually there's four walls and a ceiling. You don't get surprised much, you know, (laughs) in the house. You know, right, I know where the pain is, roll it, you know. I don't need many thoughts. Six, 70,000 is like overkill. I mean, why, 70,000 thoughts to navigate. I could, I could probably navigate an 80 year old, 80 year life with 70,000 thoughts, basically. (laughs) Why do I need every day 70,000 thoughts? Because they're reinforcing an idea. That needs to be reinforced. They're p- producing a remembrance of an idea that needs to be remembered because it's not so. Yeah. So the, the bonding agent is the thought system. The idea is that you're the thinker, let's say, or you're the self. So every thought that's happening is used, because it's yours or about you, to bond you to this crazy fucking idea that you're a long-lasting independent separate entity who has choice and did this and has this and does that. yeah. And now you're just suffering the consequences of that wild assumption. Yeah. You want to get relief, but you can't get relief from the effects. You've got to get relief at the cause. Yeah. The effects will just morph into new effects if the cause isn't changed. Yeah, in other words, you know what you got to, in a way, get to the first knot. It's not it's not the thirtieth knot that's doing you in. It's the first first knot. Yeah, the first knot. One of a thread goes through all the other knots. Yeah, I've tried to work on a lot of knots. You may get a little relief for a little while, but then they knot up again. But I got a huge amount of relief when I told the truth about the first knot. Yeah, and that's actually how you know the problem is by getting relief from it really. You can't know the problem. If you study about self, as a self, it's just called self-knowledge. It avails you nothing. Yeah? It's sort of like being a professor of holes, but you keep falling in holes. You know everything about holes, but one thing, which is how not to fall in them. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know everything about it. It doesn't really serve you. But when, <laughs> when, when you get relief, then you know the problem. And to me, from the solution, it is an imaginary problem, and therefore, there's no need for a solution. That's the real solution. Yeah? That means it's always available at all times. No time time passes from when you don't have it to when you get it, because there's never a point where you you weren't in it. Yeah? So there can't be, there's never a point that you can get it, because there's never been a point you've not been in it. Yeah. So the story of of lacking and then finding fulfillment—you're going to miss out on that, you know. The sense of being special—you're going to miss out on that. It's like dog shit awareness. It's very ordinary. You're just on. <laughs> That's as simple as that. And you really didn't turn it on, you know. You're not like the you're not the electrician. Nothing like that. There's just onness, incessant onness, you know. Selfing could not withstand it first of all it's too persistent selfing could not withstand it yeah it can't claim it because it's nothing the way selfing tries to claim it is to make it something yeah but it it will fail miserably because this quality is so strongly nothing that it can't be made for it can't even appear to be something for long yeah and then the nothing is really the gift that keeps on giving, because it doesn't have any quantity. It doesn't run out because it's nothing. Yeah. Shit. So I don't know. I fell upon it a while ago, and then I entertained it. I heard it like at the meeting, like this. Except the person was prettier than me who was sharing it. So I heard it, and then I. Uh, My first experience of it was I was sitting there and I raised my hand. I said, hey, you know, I'm just listening to what you were saying. And suddenly I had this realization. I walked in here thinking I was looking at all these mental states arising, which was true. But I was taking, I thought it was me that was looking at it. I just realized it was a mental state that was looking at all the states. (laughs) And so, so so I thought, because my lens had been this way for a while, I thought that was the way it was, but it had opened up in the satsang. My lens went, the aperture went whoop. And the funny thing is, is when the aperture opens up, here you are, you're thinking you know, you're behind the aperture. When it opens up, it opens up and then it moves behind you. You're included <laughs> in what's not happening. <laughs> it just doesn't open up like this to you. Oh, I got this incredible view. So it catch it captures you in the viewfinder. <laughs> so it's like being it's like looking from somewhere else, and you're in the you're in like the uh, the front part, like in the image. Oh, there I am. <laughs> and obviously, when it's seen as there I am, I'm not that. You see? There's a trick. It hits you. And then suddenly your mind moves from a noun, uh, noun, uh, subject, object calibration into a verb calibration. Now there's a seeing. Yeah? And that's that. It doesn't lead to the divine seer. I haven't found it anyway. But there's just seeing. Yeah? Uninterrupted seeing. So there's no entrance where it's not seeing. And there's no exit where it once was seen, but now it isn't because you did something bad. You don't get kicked, exiled out of it, nor do you get invited into it. You can't escape it. It's like being a fish in water that keeps asking for a glass of water. It's wet as hell. Yeah? And I have faith in mind, so I don't think this has to be a long drawn-out affair. It's just a catalyst. You give the invitation and then I have faith that if the mind wants to, it'll leave here entertaining it and uh, you'll find out where it goes. And maybe after a few months you'll realize, hey, I've been traveling lighter for the last few months and then you're on something, yeah? It doesn't need much, it just needs... See, in self-centeredness, at least I couldn't find it. You know, I was practicing, I had some nobility and some urge to know spirit or whatever you want to call it. But it was still so totally formatted in, I'm the doer of all the meditation, and I'm trying to get something out of it to make me better, let's say. You know what I mean? But there was always this authenticness of the you. And I didn't realize that that, that was like the, you know, the, uh, the rain on all my parades, so to speak. That, that little format. Until I heard this message from outside myself. When someone said it to me, it was like an unspoken yes. I sort of got it, and my little spiritual career came to a screeching halt. You know, I said, fuck, fuck that, you know, <laughs> jeez, I think I'm going to walk around and entertain this possibility, and I did. It was sort of like walking with your pants down, but I, I didn't have the urge to pick them up, so I got used to it, and I just started entertaining it, and it started to click, you know. Then I went to a few more satsangs until a point where I didn't have to go to hear them anymore hear other people and uh, then I realized, Jesus, I started doing these, and I'd never missed the meeting, you. Yeah. All the thousands of meetings that I've talked at, I've attended every one of them. So everything I wanted from other teacher where I don't have to find him or go to the Himalayas, I get it every night I go. <laughs> Very practical. <laughs> so <laughs> And it's just a seat assignment, you know? <laughs> it doesn't my name isn't like engraved in the seat. The music could start and I make it up. And, House paint again? Who knows? What's it? it looks like it looks. That's like it's going to be the case. <laughs> My future is getting bleak in this this career choice. <laughs> but the sitting down and getting up, it's always the same. Yeah, nothing precedes the scene here. Nothing. You want to rub against the context? The farthest you can go in all investigations is the scene. Yeah, you can't go any farther than that, yeah. That's where the you or a sense, whatever, the mind puts the ball down. Now if you're carried other places or no places, that's fine. But the seeing is the context and everything else is content, yeah. Every moment has a very important ingredient and it's you. Without quote unquote you being here, there wouldn't be a moment, yeah. You are the moment. So this whole idea of that you can be out of the moment, and you're reading all these books of how to be in the moment, to me is insanity. You know, you know those books, the self help mm-hmm. books, how to really be in the moment, and then the second edition is how to really, really be in the moment, and <laughs> the they third edition the is moment. get to the turbocharged <laughs> moment. You know, but the assumption to me is insane because you can't be out of a moment. So if you got that you can't be out of it you wouldn't be working so hard to be in it and you'd really have the experience of being in it because you can't be out of it yeah the only thing that allows that to stabilize is you can't be out of it if you if you have a sense that you got in it you're definitely going to have the sense that you got out of it yeah if you have a sense that you did something to achieve something you're going to have a strong sense that you can do something to lose it yeah you can't escape dualistic thinking. If you believe you're the achiever, you also believe you can be the loser of what you achieved. It can't it doesn't go one it's everything is two sided. No matter how many times you split the coin, there's still two sides. Yeah. But this way, just like the idea of self, everyone a lot of, well in this in this type of group, everyone wants to get out of self. But the assumption is that you can be in a self. We're not trying to get out of a self. Like this lady came to see the other night and she's talking about, well, what, I, are you wanting to affirm thoughts and, and try to, you know, control your thoughts? I said, no, just question is there a thinker? If they're not your thoughts, you'll lose interest in them. The bonding is that they're about you. That's why you can't break it off. Because you're entranced. Oh, it's about me. Oh, it's. If it was about someone else, you'd turn that station off in a second. But it's you. It's like a serenade for forty years. It's me. I'm so fucked. Oh
3: yeah. It's like it's like
0: music to my ears. Oh, I'm really fucked. And you know, some people they everyone every mind wants to be right. But what's really a drag is when you want to be right about how wrong you are. <laughs> going to be wrong out here. It's going to be very painful, but you'll be right about it. (laughs) You can't get out of it. You can't get out of anything you've been in for long. You can't. If you can be in it, you can be out of it, but you're always going to go back in it in a sense. this The only escape is you're not in it. That's the only escape that's worth its salt. Everything else is temporary. It has time involved in it. Because there was an assumption you're in something, so it always takes time to get out of something you're in, doesn't it? Yeah. Maybe a second, maybe 30 years. If you're in something, you're going to take time to get out of it. If you're not in it, it's timeless. Yeah, That's the solution. The solution has a timeless quality. When it's transferred into a time story, that to me isn't a solution. The solution is timelessness. That's its quality. It's not immediately happened after you did 30 years of work. It's immediate. It just so happened that it coincided with what you think was 30 years of work. Yeah? But someone else has done 30 years of work and it doesn't coincide with that. Yeah? And you'll know it when you sense it, downloading how can you can how can you not the timeless quality is like captured in what you'd call a pause or when you have a an epiphany or something you know those people no one ever had an epiphany, did they? But the mind claims it and says, I had an epiphany. That's usually when the epiphany ends, when it says, oh, I'm having an epiphany. And then suddenly the epiphany seems to stop as soon as it's claimed. <laughs> and then you become really big, but I have an epiphany. So then you, you know, call up Epiphany Anonymous and I like to report an eight hour epiphany. You know, so I'm feeling pretty, pretty, uh, um, actually. Yeah, a great epiphany today. i like to match it with anyone else's epiphany. Has any bigger tremors have been reported in the spiritual realm? No, you got the number one. I have an epiphany. Well, the pause or an epiphany really is an absence of you. Yeah, And you is a construction of time. Yeah? Selfing takes time. Yeah, Selfing takes time. The sense that is produced through time by selfing is the feeling of being you. So that feeling of being you is based on time. Yes? The time it's based on is the past and the future. You have to be remembered. There is no you to stand on. So it has to be remembered. So it had to be something that was stood on or it's going to be stood on. But it never is stood on now. yeah, It's just thought about. So when you see... The problem, maybe if you repeat it, you'll see it a couple times, maybe one time, maybe 50 times, but one of the times, something happens, the emphasis isn't going to be on what you see, but the seeing of it, yeah? And that's like getting a glimpse of your original face, like they talk about in Zen. Obviously, it's not a face, but you get a sense of your own nature, which is nothingness. yeah? The emphasis shifts from what you're seeing to what's seeing, Yeah? And maybe that shift never goes back. Maybe it, the habit keeps pulling your attention, but now there's 51% of the stock on this side. So an immunity builds to the selfing, yes? And so you're established now in timelessness. And all the invitations and all the advertising of the mental process are of time. Yet the timelessness can withstand anything in time. Yeah. So now you, you get established in that condition you're traveling pretty light you're traveling so light that you come to Toronto in December where if there was really free will who the hell would fucking come here December 8th from California so obviously at least in this case there's no free will yeah You just get, you follow inclinations and intuitions and stuff. You're just an expression, aren't you? You're not, you're just an expression of what is. It's like all these mental winds, which aren't, can't be seen, but they can find expression through us, through this interface. And if you lean towards one aspect of the mind, which is, let's say, centeredness, you get another. A whole spectrum of winds differently than the ones that are blowing through self-centeredness. Yeah, it's if the mind's resting in self-centeredness, it's anxious. Yeah, and that anxiety provokes other winds that sort of mimic that, and so even peace in this level gets to be a cause of anxiety. When am I going to lose the peace? How am I? Can I keep this peace? Yes. So even the idea of peace. Gets produces anxiety in the agitated mind. Is that peace? No. Yeah. But then, let's say if the mind moves out of self-centeredness and now is in centeredness, it attracts, in a sense, different winds that blow through. So now, instead of having faith in a mental system that provokes anxiety about what's not happening, now you have faith in mind that produces an ease and comfort with what's happening. Yeah. Even if it's uncomfortable, there's still an ease and comfort available. You travel lighter. It doesn't say it's going to change the geography of your life. It's going to just change how you travel over it. You may get fired. You may get ill. Who knows what's going to happen? But I guarantee you, you'll travel lighter over it. And by seeing that, you realize what was causing the heaviness, which was the obsession or identification as a self. Yeah? The obsession with self just reinforces the identification. That's why there's 70,000 thoughts, I'd say. It's a very unnatural bond, so they have to apply a lot of glue. So the mind has to be constantly activated to keep applying the glue so you appear to be a self. You know, you appear to be a body or having a body or a mental idea. Yeah, That appearance doesn't really hold water much, so it has to be applied quite a lot. Yeah? I would say that's one of the major reasons for the thought system. Yeah, that's why seventy thousands come when you could use maybe twelve during the day. <laughs> 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 because if the thought system, if you were, if we weren't in that blizzard of thought system, we would, it would be obvious what's happening. Yeah. Know why? Because it's happening. <laughs> we would recognize there'd be a sense of recognition of the raw data going on, which is consciousness is in contact, not Paul. Paul's a, a, an afterthought, yes, that tries to proceed. That's all it is. It's an afterthought that puts itself behind the camera. It's, an a, it's appearing in front of the camera, but its story is that it's behind the camera. So it's a, it's an afterthought that always wants to proceed. And you got to give it credit; it's fucking persistent. It really is. (laughs) It doesn't give. You can have the greatest revelation, and five minutes later, it's it's an old memory. (laughs) But you have a resentment of thirty-five years ago. You're hopping on every day, but a miracle like an hour ago, you forgot like that. (laughs) It has an agenda. It has an intention. It's not an. It's not an objective observer. (laughs) It's quite biased. So just, it's just the seeing, man. Whatever path you're on, you must have something that you do and a certain structure. This isn't, you can't, this isn't a, a path to illumination. This illumination illuminates paths. That's what it does. Whatever path you're on, be it business or whatever, whatever path you find yourself on, this has an illuminating quality that will allow you to see. But it's not a, an illumination produced by a path. But it illuminates all paths. Yeah. So for me, I have a path called recovery because my mind had alcoholism and addiction and a very extreme level of it. <laughs> so the consequences were very severe, like getting run over by cars twice in one night and shot at and going to jail and everything like that. So uh, there was a correction that was offered to me here that allowed that aspect, which was dominating my life, to sort of be dimmed down. Yeah, and so it produced the dimming, and then a new light showed up that was always there. The program didn't produce the light. What the program AA did was diminish the mental state that was dominating me, and the, the mental state is called selfing. It's a product of a mental process, and if you're taking yourself to be yourself, you're living in a mental state. Basically, your attention and interest is in that little level. Yeah, so when the mental condition was diminished by a certain set of principles and sticking to it and everything then what was obvious became obvious what was obvious isn't deemed obvious here in this place it has to become obvious to us we have a role here yeah we can block out almost anything even and everything we can block out literally we can block out what's so by being so obsessed with what's not so, seemingly, at least in time. We can't block it out, but in time it can appear to be so. Yeah. So the idea is the mental state got diminished, and then what was so became obvious to the mind. Yeah? It wasn't like what was so was created or made or achieved, it just became apparent after what was blocking it or obscuring it diminished. It's sort of like all of us here. Let's say if you wrapped your head with saran wrap. I'd love to do it to a few of you, you know, after the meeting. So you'd be sitting here. They're seeing. You're seeing, right? Okay. So you have one thing. You're still seeing. Then another level. You're still seeing. Three. Now it's getting a little distorted, but you can still say you're seeing. You know, hey, I'm seeing. You know? Where, all right, find the bathroom. All right. You couldn't find it. But I'm seeing. So now I, let's say 30 layers of saran wrap. It's pretty distorted. Yes? Now, what would be obvious can't, isn't obvious then. It doesn't mean it's not obvious, but to you it's not obvious. Yes? Because the saran wrap. So this is a lot of things that we do here, just unravel the saran wrap. The unraveling of the saran wrap doesn't produce anything, it just allows something that already is to become obvious. That's what it does. Yeah. And then blue is blue and red is red. Things be ob- it become obvious. Would you need a map to the bathroom if the lights are on here? You could find the door. Yeah? If you were seeing, you wouldn't need scriptures. There's nothing wrong with scriptures. They're nice. But there wouldn't be any need to them, especially 3,000 year old ones, because you know where the bathroom is. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's light. I mean, it's the lack of, the seeming lack of light that causes all the shenanigans. Yeah, then people are in here, very entrepreneurially selling you maps to where the bathroom is. Five bucks, you know. Sign up, you'll get a new map every week. The bathroom is constantly being moved. Wow, well, I gotta believe them. I can't see. All right, let me buy that map. You know, and you, by the time you find you'd already gone to the bathroom, you'd be lost. But if the lights are on, no one could sell you a map. Hey, I see it. I know where the bathroom is. Yeah. I wouldn't have to get knee pads so I don't run into furniture. I'd see where the furniture is. I could navigate pretty clearly. But if it's dark, you're going to bump into things, yes? You're going to assume something is, is something it's not, like the snake in the rope in the old Hindu story. All this stuff's going to happen because there's lack of light. Yeah. If you are the light, then there's absolutely no lack of light. If you're not the light, then you need someone who has more light to sort of shine some on you. That's dependency, bro. Buddha said, "Let be a lamp upon yourself." If the only worth of an artificial light, if it leads you to recognize the authentic light that you are, yeah. Like, like I say here, I say it jokingly, but I am meant to be obsolete. I'm just a mailman. I don't want people to follow me home. I'm just giving you like a spiritual subpoena. Here you go. Entertain it. See if it works for you. For me, it worked. It became the last answer. I haven't found a new one now in 15 years or something. It became the last answer to me. It put the need for a solution to bed. Yeah, I haven't been in the in the business of seeking a solution, which is a great solution. <laughs> <laughs> I miss I may miss the problems, but hey <laughs> I'd rather, much rather not have a solution anymore. <laughs> like the being free from the need to be liberated is glorious, yeah to realize it's dog shit awareness it's nothing special it's just everyone is totally engaged in it right now they're just calling it a form of looking that's all but it's all the same seeing all there is is seeing in a way so if you come privy to it I'll tell you it's a nice gift you'll leave like a less of a footprint here you know not everything won't have all your fingerprints on it. You'll <laughs> <It'll laughs> travel a little lighter. you'll hold your dreams loosely and whatever things happen with no effort or thought on your part. It just sort of happens. yeah, all your deck of cards gets rearranged, and then, as you're playing your deal every day, you see there's more aces or more something's happened yeah yeah any questions today? yeah yeah, uh. You said that this optics
2: of someone comes, it becomes behind you and you see. So, it sounds like to me what you're saying is through having a bit of a, a, a critical mind, you've discovered you've become more aware of
0: everything else
2: that is not yourself.
0: Yes. Well, you become more aware of the awareness of everything else that's not yourself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. In other words, the emphasis not it leaves the things and is on the seeing.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So in other words, the see if the emphasis is on the seeing, then you're you're uh, you're open to presence quite a lot because the seeing can be intimated. You have a sense almost that picks it up. You're happier. Well, yeah, you you feel you're like um, content in a way. Yeah. I don't know about happier. Well, not I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a contentment. And uh, a well-being, even though the physicality may be not good, there's you, still a well-being. When, when you recognize that
2: well-being, it'll be uh, something that uh, is there, and you can question yourself why it's there. But you can't. There's nothing really tangible why it should be there. But it's just there.
0: Yeah, I never question why it's there. Never. No. Anyway. No. As soon as as soon as I get the sense I'm not that, that's that. Oh. I don't go anywhere else. Okay. See the old trick was to go somewhere else which is another aspect of it's not that it's what's not yeah yeah so now as what occurs is for me when I it was like all I was looking at were the pointers my mind was doing the rest it leapt to the idea I'm the one that all these things are pointing at I'm the I'm the thinker I'm the feeler I'm the doer I'm the chooser yes But all they can do, they can't produce that. They can just insinuate or imply it's the mind that makes the final leap. So when I noticed at one point the mind didn't make that leap, and I saw, because in one example you see the whole principle. In one pointer you see all the pointing. So in one moment you can realize I'm not that, and that's all of that. You're not, yeah? Yeah. One example, but it, prints, it it expands into a principle. I'm not that. You don't have to go through a thousand. I'm not that. One can do. You realize I'm not that, and then the principle. Everything that is a thing, I'm not. Yeah. And then finally, for me, the calibration left the nounness and 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 uh, calibrated it into the verbing, and that felt true. Yeah, that I'm. This is selfing. This activity, and then there's seeing. Yeah. Selfing is something that's being seen. So selfing does not precede the scene. Yeah. It's appearing in the realm of the scene.
2: For lack of a better term, like a hundred years from now, none of what you're thinking about self now, none of it matters.
0: Yes. Or like a one second, yeah, none of it matters. Second, yeah. It only matters to you, <laughs> which is the self. <laughs> see, the process only matters to the. See, it's very trippy. The process produces a sense of you, yeah? The you has a feeling that it was before the process. So now it can feel like I'm selfing, yeah? Instead of realizing the feeling of I'm selfing is a product of the selfing, yeah? selfing isn't doing anything to you except implying that there is one the mind makes the leap say i see this so i'll get to you in a second so when people hear about selfing i don't know if a lot of people share it i like that term because i don't even like the term self because it implies something a noun yeah it isn't it's an appearance that implies a noun but it's never it can never be a noun if you want selfing selfing You know, in Buddhism they said desire is the root of, you know, everything. So let's expand on desire. I would say the selfing has a desire to become and unbecome, yeah? So it wants to become something that it may not think it is, and it wants to unbecome something that it thinks it is. So let's say it thinks it's a loser. It's working at trying not to be a loser or protect from people seeing it, right? Then it thinks that it's not something and it's trying to become something, yeah? So, it's desiring to become and unbecome, but it can never fulfill any of its mission. It can't become a self. The selfing can never reach a crescendo or a climax where all, um, enough selfing has happened that a self has occurred, that there is a self. You know what I mean? The birth pains is over. Now there's just a self. Yeah? The selfing finally spit it out and made its Frankenstein. Yeah? It just can't do it. So its desire is always going to be thwarted. Its desire to become, it can never become, and it can't unbecome what it isn't already. Yeah. So it's never going to be thwarted. What happens with, an, with a thwarted desire? It produces a desire or a drive to get relief from that thwarted desire. So I would say the first addiction is the mind's addiction to the idea of being a self. It can't find any fulfillment in it, so it spawns other addictions, like drug addiction, alcoholism, to try to get out of what's driving its crazy. Yeah, But it can't entertain that it's not in itself, because that would mean you don't exist, and it won't entertain that. So it says, all right, the best I can do, because I am in self, I am a self, is to try to get out of it. So let me shoot up, let me act out, this and that. right? And no addiction ever leads to fulfillment, if you've ever been under one. Like, I never reached a point where I shot cocaine that I hit one shot and I said, Thank you, God. I'm satiated. I have reached cocaine nirvana. Put it down, honor it, but never having to do it again. It never worked that way. Every time I did a shot, let's say the first shot, it was like a ten-minute wait, enjoying the rush. Then the next shot was eight minutes. Then the next shot was five minutes. Then the next shot was four minutes. Then three minutes. And on and on and on and on and go." Because there's no fulfillment because it's not about the addiction. It's about the self-addiction. The yeah. mind being addicted to the idea of being a self. Aren't
2: there addictions to just daily distractions of everyday things that people do? Those are addictions.
0: Yes, they are. All, on all levels, the mind is addictive yeah. because it's trying to get out of something that it's not yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Which it can never f- complete the mission. It's thwarted. Yeah. Yes? It's inevitably, it cannot make what appears to be so, so. It can only make it appear to be so. That's the best it can do. It's like a magician that can't bring about a real trick, yeah? It's all sleight of hand. So, I find all other addictions stem from that addiction. Look at that addiction. See if you are a self. If you're not, you'll lose interest in it, yeah? And I can't, you'll have to find out, but it may reverberate through the rest of your fucking appearance here because it's a very powerful point. Everything here geometrically progresses in time. Yeah, So the smallest little miscalibration can seem really big in a place of time and space or a manifestation. We're trying to bring it back to that point where it expanded. Yeah, because mm-hmm. Before it, there's always a pause. Stay in the pause. There's no expansion. I yeah.
1: to jump in there, Paul. Just your concept of reality, you know. uh, Let's say the beginning, uh, like uh, universal energy for, uh, uh, like it's everywhere, every every place, everything. It's uh, aware of itself, right? So when polarized into the seeming duality, and then you get the up and down, the in and out, the two sides of the coin. I'm just like to get your perspective on that. What's your concept of reality? You know,
0: I thought that's why that was a pretty good one. I don't think there is a reality. You know? I just think they're seeing. That's all. I have no interest to go any farther. That's more than enough for me.
1: Okay. Yeah?
0: It's demonstrating itself every moment I'm alive. They're seeing. So, it's truly reliable. And...
1: Uh, I always give you the run of the old mystics, that perception of everything, right? Creation... Universal energy?
0: Yeah, well, I thought I said it with the Chinese thing. Did I say that? Where it's like the Wu Wu is the Wu, and then then the the Wu has... It dances with itself, and that's called yin and yang. Yeah, yeah? so if you ever look at yin, you know, if you take yin to an extreme, it turns into yang. And the same thing, if you go an extreme to yang, it turns into yin. So it's the same, in a way, yeah? And that dance produces manifestation, or the 10,000 things. So let's say... Thingness comes from no-thingness. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So from non-manifest or imminent or not being able to be seen, it hasn't taken form yet, comes all form. Yeah. So in one view, you could say the mind is dreaming. The mind is of n- no quality or essence. It's empty, yes? Its uh, nature is to reflect and its manifestation is energy. So that would be this going on, yes? Mm-hmm. So that mind, so when it's like the sky, let's say. So Mm -hmm. the sky's there, and there's things that appear in the sky. Let's say clouds appear in the sky, birds fly through the sky, planes fly through the sky. Mm -hmm. But when a plane's flying through the sky, you never hear them call up the the tower saying, I ran into a big chunk of sky, do you? Mm -hmm. The clouds don't seem to affect the sky whatsoever. If it's raining, it hits the earth, it doesn't wet the sky. When a bird shits, it never lands on the sky, usually on your car, right? Mm It just lands on on a Mm -hmm. thing. So the sky Fourth of July explosions never rip the sky open. Mm. Tons of explosions, but nothing actually happens in the sky. It just it holds it all Mm. because everything that's appearing in it doesn't affect it. Yeah, that's why everything can appear in it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's why everything can appear in it. So everything's appearing in mind, all this manifestation, but it's not affecting mind. Yeah. Mm. That's the... That's the
1: it's aware of itself.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the well, let's just say it's aware, or it is awareness. I don't know if it's aware of itself, but it's aware. It
1: has to be, yeah.
0: It's like sky. Like they always say, it's like open sky. Your mind is like open sky. Yeah. What happens with self-centeredness is that open lens gets like tunnel vision into cloud. And so if you're only seeing the cloud... You can't entertain the sky, so the cloud's everything to you. You're
2: not it's, aware of
0: anything. Yeah, it's, it, it's given a lot of meaning. Yeah, if you know the course at all, lesson two is you and I give everything all the meaning it has. That's what's happening here. It's dreaming, yeah? Mm-hmm. So something appears to bother me, like yesterday I wasn't feeling good, and then so this is a problem yesterday. Today I'm feeling good, it's not a problem. Tomorrow I'm not feeling good, it's a problem again. What is it? Is it a problem or isn't it a problem? It's really neither. It's whatever meaning I give it. Yeah? yeah? So basically your mind is dreaming here, having a subjective experience and it's putting meaning onto everything. Yes? So basically everything is in a sense meaningless. So many of us have been living under the meaning given to life from self centeredness. Yeah? And a lot of us it hasn't been that satisfying. We're not happy with it. We don't. We have an irritability, restlessness, a discontent. We're not satisfied. Like some guy who has something to do with this place was telling me today how he's become really successful, and like everyone says, it hasn't translated into feeling really great. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, all right. So if you see that you and I are giving everything the meaning it has, then all right, what's the what's the center of the system that I've been reacting to most of my life? Self-centeredness. So let's question the center of the system. If I'm not a self, yeah, my mind can recalibrate and new meanings can be given to the same old quote unquote things, yeah? Yeah. So you, instead of, if, let's say selfing would be the color yellow. So every, every canvas you see, and let's say life is bleeding through the canvas, yeah? Things are happening, and then you see something appear through the canvas. And yet, as soon as you see it, the way you're seeing it, which is a form of looking, you splash yellow over everything. So after a while, everything looks yellow. You know, it's a little tint of yellow. That's what the mind does, yeah? It's interpreting this place. It's giving meaning to things. So we never see anything as it is, because it isn't, in a way. It's empty of being a thing. So we give it meaning. And that's being dreamt. Yeah? And the calibration can change. You can have a new dream, in a sense. Yeah? Instead of trying to adapt to what's really unadaptable to, being the center of the universe, having this giant drive to be right and to be special, and really, I mean, to be all there is, the pond you're in has to be really small for you to seem so big. So your light gets really small because you're really big, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's unbearable. People are doing everything to get out of themselves, you know what I mean? What would happen if the mind left self-centeredness and just was seeing from centeredness, which means the center's everywhere that you can be, so you're always centered, yeah? It's not of time, so you're never not centered. (laughs) And therefore, the mind would be giving new meaning to things. And of course, what you do is a reaction, basically. There's a response to a reaction. You would now respond, and if you weren't seeing threats, you wouldn't respond with anger. You wouldn't get resentful. You wouldn't get fearful because you don't see a threat. If you see a threat, it's too late, basically. If you're gonna, I've gotta minimize my fear. I've gotta work on my fear. Well, the best time to work on fear is before it's hatched. Yeah is to see what's causing me to look at everything from a threatened position. Yeah. Selfing, of course. So you see, okay, if I'm not that, the mind shifts. Yeah. So now you're not so full of fear walking through a day. You're not you're not hoping that you'll feel comfortable tomorrow. You're in a certain sense of comfort. Because this everyone in this room I want to end with this one because this is just check this out. Everyone in this room has tons of faith. Yeah. Faith is just a, pot, it's just a potential of mind, yeah? Now, faith in manifestation is determined by what vehicle it's put in, okay? So, faith is a potential, yeah? The mind puts it into something here. In other words, it has faith in something. And then that, that vehicle manifests what is going to be that faith produces. So, let's say I have faith in my thought system. That's going to produce tons of anxiety, Yeah? Because I'm constantly worried about what's not happening and something bad is going to happen to me and what's not happening. But it's actually not happening. Yeah? Now, anything can happen when what's not happening. Yes, yeah? So there is another thing called what's happening and it has one quality what's not happening doesn't have, and that is it's happening. That's the only quality you have, but that one quality can override every all the other qualities of what's not happening, because they're not happening. Okay? But if my mind has faith in that thought system, I'm, that faith is going to produce anxiety. I'm going to believe the thoughts about how bad it's going to be next week, and I'm going to react now to that presupposed threat that's not happening. That's a, that's a miracle in a weird way. Like Jesus supposedly brought Lazarus from the dead, but Lazarus at least was alive at once. We're bringing something out of nothing all day. We're worrying about what's not happening and it's producing an effect now. You don't think that's a miracle of mine? That it can produce an effect and manifestation by entertaining what's not happening. But it has to be faith that produces that effect. You have to believe in those thoughts. yeah. So that everyone has faith. Look at the vehicle you're putting it in. If you put it in the right vehicle, that same faith that's bonding you to this anxiety and anxiousness will enrich your life. It's the exact same energy. It's just the vehicle it's put in. Yeah. So see, all I do is see where it is. I don't move it. I don't do anything other than see where it is. I just tell the truth, hey, yeah. And that's it. That's the end of my job and then things happen yeah. because it's mind have faith in mind not conditional mind but mind itself have faith in it Yeah, it has the power to undo everything that seemed to have been done here because it's the doing and the undoing Yeah, the ordinary mind and the enlightened mind are the same mind you don't have to look for enlightenment it's right where you are right now it's in the mind that you're calling you it's right there. It's pregnantly available. Yeah. Yep. No, go ahead and we'll get him. No. Go ahead.
1: Oh, my son? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to first say that it has been great, you know, it has been very much simplified and it has been, I'm finding that I'm forgetting it unless I think I have to keep that reputation, what you say, right? What you have been saying the difficult. But the basic question which I have, you can advise is that they say that when there's
2: a problem, That thought itself is a problem. So, that's what I... uh, What was when...
0: When you say that there's a problem, that thought itself is a problem. Yeah. So,
1: how to work on that? Can you address something on that? Well, it's
0: in the flavor of it, right? So, when you say there's a problem, then you think that could be a problem. It's possible if there's a sense that it's you. Yeah. If there's just a recognition of a problem, then you're usually driven to be very practical about it, yeah? Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like this. Let's say when I got sober, I still had the problem of being afraid of getting pulled over. But what was initiating and instigating it is I, I, was, I still had a suspended license. So the solution was just to get my license renewed, and then the fear of the police stopped, yeah? So sometimes it's very practical, what occurs so there's a recognition of a problem don't get into the get the uh, non-dual dueling with the words yeah just like if you need a pail of water if there's a fire you know find a pail of water yeah? don't get into well if I think there's a problem there's me thinking there's a problem you know just take care of the problem yeah
2: inappropriate attention maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, like some people I I work with, their house seemingly is on fire, right? And they're burning up. But they've heard this philosophy, so they're trying to apply the philosophy, well, there is no fire, and I'm not burning up, while they're cooking. It's much better just to get a pail of water and put out the fire. Yeah, this isn't about being right about a, a a message, it's about a flexibility of mind. Like in The Course in Miracles, they talk about level confusion. Mind is going to appear to seem to be bound. yeah. The seeing of it isn't, but mind will be in knots sometimes. And it's better to just get untied than to think there is no knot. Yeah? It's flexible. It's whatever's appropriate at that time. Because mind, there's the seeing, which is stable, but the mind isn't stable. Yeah, the mind is going through many mental states all day. Yeah, and if you're trying to apply a philosophy to something that's like on a dog shit level, it doesn't work. I've seen a lot of people try to do it. You know, I'm not that. I used to pull it on my girlfriends. You know, they'd be mad at me about something. They said, "Well, there is no Paul." You know, they say, "Fuck you, clean the <laughs> dishes." You know, but there's no Paul to clean the dishes. You know? it, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't. Why well you know, because my mind was trying to take advantage of this message there's not, there's no advantage of this message there isn't it's probably not going to you know promote your career it's not it may, it may ruin things who knows yeah.
1: So the message kind of puts the mind out of the job, in a sense. Um,
0: well, it puts it in its right job. job. In its right yes, job. Yes, sort of like in yeah. the mail room, not yes, on the exactly. corporate desk. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the ex- it's not the <laughs> chief <laughs> executive <laughs> officer <laughs> anymore. It's in the mail room. It keeps sending its complaints, but you don't pay attention to it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Is this the mailroom? Yeah. <laughs> There's a fire. There's going to be a fire. here. Okay, I know, I know. Yeah. Oh, there was once a bad fire. I know, I know. Yeah. Calm down, then. Get some coffee. Yeah, yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah, I heard you saying uh, this is not uh, this is not me, and I uh, I actually applied this number of times, and sometimes it worked. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about the moments when when I felt affected by by that. Uh, but what uh, um, when I was thinking about this, what actually confused me was we are talking about seeing, which I understand is the same as consciousness. And is it, uh, well, awareness, consciousness awareness, is a little okay. different, I think. So, and my understanding is that consciousness or, or awareness of seeing is all that is. that There's only one. So, uh, so then. If I'm saying that this is not I, uh, I'm kind of negating that statement that everything is one, because this is a product of... It cannot be a product of anything else but consciousness or, or awareness or, or... And now so you're it, getting yourself or, tied
0: up in not so little Well, thing.
3: no, it's it's... Uh, uh, I, your, what what you're suggesting is it can be... I found practical in some moments, and I found relief, and I found that space yeah. of, of, of peace. Uh, but at the same time, I, uh, I I must admit that the first time I heard you saying so, uh, it kind of struck me as something which was uh, opposing some a, a certain understanding which I which I have about that everything is one. So well, then it's working
0: know. if it opposes an, another yes. understanding.
3: Yeah, but but then. I'm questioning myself: Is everything one, or if, every, if everything is one? So this, this what I'm rejecting. Uh, I'm rejecting like part of
0: that one. Are you? You're just react In a sense, the most you can do is rejecting the one who thinks it's rejecting that you're <laughs> part of the one. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah. When you when you see it's not that, that's all there is. Then all is that one that you're talking about. Yeah. When you see that it's not that, in the negation of it, what's left is all there is. Yeah? But isn't this that I'm
3: rejecting something out of, out of all? It's like, it's, to me, it's like... Oh, I, I understand
0: what you're saying now. Yeah, but then you could say, well, then if you don't do that, then you're rejecting the, the possibility of rejecting something. Yeah. You can, you know, as you get caught in like a, in a hallway of mirrors, it just can go, it can go on and on and on, I'm rejecting, but then again, the rejection was part of something, and then the rejecting, the rejecting was still part of something, you know what I mean? So it can all, it can all be linked into the oneness again. Just question the not to. Don't worry about the one. That my view. Just get into, hey, what I'm not, don't worry about what one is or what you are. You'll find out. Yeah? Which is much more, uh, conclusive evidence or knowledge than knowing, yeah? When you find out, it has a much stronger impact than knowing. Knowing is of the mental process, and I've seen people thoroughly convinced and five minutes later being unconvinced. So how convinced were they, yeah? But finding out is different. It sort of roots into the gut, and you get it, yeah? And to me, uh, it's much, it's very simple. It's not, I don't... Uh, I don't argue with like, a cosmic whatever points of view. All I'm seeing is I'm, I am that seeing of what I'm not. That's it. I don't care if it's oneness or two-ness or anything. It's just that. That's the freedom. Yeah? And the freedom, it isn't like something that happened, it's happening. The freedom is constantly reinvigorating itself. So it's fresh. It's not like yesterday's muffins. Yeah? It's constantly fresh. It's just seeing, 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 and that's the demonstration of what seeing is: seeing, 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 seeing. seeing. Yeah, that's more than enough for me. So I don't know. Uh, I would see that as torture in a way—the mind just finding another way to torture you and put you on a conceptual rack and pull well, no, you a little it, bit. You know,
3: it's not it, I'm not torturing myself. With the question—the the question just appeared oh, in, the, in well. the process, and, and I was—I was listening actually before. I came here today. I listened a to a number of, of the videos with you, so you kind of refreshed. Yeah. Uh, well, has it been point?
0: working at least? Yeah, it's worked a little, eh? Well,
3: it, it, yeah, well it, go with it, that. So, Don't a, follow so cool. with a but.
0: Just yeah. say with it, it's working, and then just entertain it if you're if you drawn to it. Yeah. The thing Thanks. is, it's the practicality of it. It's where the rubber meets the road. It's a practical application. It allows you to travel lighter over all the terrain of your life.
1: Yeah, it's that simple. So, what's the mission, then, Paul? Hmm? What's the mission in life? What's the concept? What's your concept? Well, for me right time? now
0: is that this meeting ends soon. That's my mission right now. <laughs> no, 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 That's
1: no, no. your concept. I asked you that earlier. I don't right? have
0: any. I don't know. I have any idea of any mission really. So, there's no
1: concept, no reality. What's there may
0: mind? be one for you, but for me, I, I, I so don't you're know. You're born. You die. And I don't believe I was born. Okay, so I'm therefore, sorry. I'm not going to die. So that's out of the question.
3: <laughs> so you're coming through
1: this form
0: then? I don't know. Something's coming through this form. I'd say nothing's coming and through.
1: this And you through believe it continues true when this form finishes? I still Yeah, know?
0: yeah. I, I, I could say I have a belief, but it's not a. I don't walk around in it. I don't care about then because it's not so now. You know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I not. Yeah. I, I would say that I'll have the. I'm on a need to know uh, I'm on a need to know level and when t- passing away is occurring, I'll probably need you know I'll know what I need to know. But right now I don't need to know what's going to happen when I pass away because that's not happening right now. yeah
1: yeah it could happen in five minutes
0: Well then five minutes that probably will download but it does if it downloaded now it would be missed. it would be inappropriate it would have it would turn into something. But if it downloaded at the appropriate moment, it would be it would blend into what was happening and it wouldn't leave a trace. If it downloads five minutes before, it's something else to fucking carry around with.
3: You know? so you to me, this is
0: about being economized and pared down. Yeah?
1: So if you're told you're going to be executed in the morning, you'd worry about it two minutes before you're going to be executed. No. Not even two
0: minutes. If I was told I was going to be executed in the morning? Well, these hypotheticals, you know. Maybe I would shit my pants just then. I don't know. Uh, soil myself. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what would happen. See, that's the point. you ever hear the Zen thing of the higher mind is I don't know? Yeah, so if you're in the state of I don't know, which is a possibility, because it's true, you don't know, so it's a pretty good one to start up with. Then when if you're in I don't know... You're, you're put into a point of finding out. Yeah? That's what happens. I don't know how I'd be. In three, you know, People used to do this all the time to me. Hi, let me put you into a hypothetical situation. That The best I can do is give you a hypothetical answer. The answer that's the real answer is what downloads at the moment it's meant to be happening. Yeah? That's the only answer I need. And I have faith in mind. So the knowledge I don't need infinite knowledge. All I need is how to get from here to where I'm staying tonight, basically, today. Yeah, the knowledge I don't I don't have a wealth of information. Yeah, everything that comes about this goes out because I share it. That's the seed assignment. I don't hold any of this stuff. You know, think I? You know, I don't walk around thinking about this all day and I look at Yankee blogs and I do the most mundane things. If I would sit and meditate, I could, I go out too far. I gotta stay here. Everywhere I go, I gotta have an anchor to keep me in this place. You know what I mean? So I can't be entertaining these mystical, metaphysical ideas too much because it's just like it comes, turns into mind candy. Yeah? This is just practical. Just the practical dog shit awareness. Just to be aware that what's happening is consciousness in contact, not you. Do you still meditate? I feel meditated. Do you meditate? Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So do you attribute you you started med- meditation and it brought you to being more <laughs> aware?
3: <laughs> <laughs> there you
0: go. <laughs> No, I think it brought me some bad knees and a, and a hurt bum. No, yeah, no, no.
2: I don't you know, got, you know.
0: It got you onto wanting to have answers. I don't know. You can look at it from a cause and effect thing. So in cause and effect, it would look like it had something, what preceded had something to do with what showed up. Where you are now. But uh, I don't feel like I'm anywhere right now, so I really don't. I have no idea what's going on here. I hope you know that. I have no fucking clue. That's the good news. Because I don't have a need to know. That's I don't need mental security. No. I don't need to deaden everything by knowing it. Which is, that's what I think the mind does. When it knows something, it neuters it. It takes the life out of it. I'd rather just wing it, you know? Yeah. And to find out and see what happens. And then you'll be surprised about the depth and the width that's available in you. Mm-hmm. Some just happen. Inevitably. And for <clears throat> me, it's like you know, let's say something is, I have to deal with something, but I very, really know what I need to do until really like a second before I show up and then I do it, yeah? I really It's really like a need-to-know basis. Maybe it because any, it would be too dangerous to have any knowledge. I've got to be disarmed completely. But if you, the true security is an insecurity, really. The true certainty is uncertainty. It's the opposite of what we call here. The pause is the most awake you'll ever be, and yet the, as soon as we even get near a pause, we want to get activated. We want to do something. In other words, the mind's drive is to be unconscious, in a sense. To be distracted. To be obsessed with things. yeah, So that it can deny, because it's an active remembrance of you, which is the denial of what is. It's going on. There's a denial of what is. yeah. So, if you can withstand the, uh, the transition, because it's uncomfortable when the mind's shifting from one system to another system. it's The programming goes haywire. You may feel a lot of things, like you're alone among people, or whatever may happen, but if you don't die and don't act out too much... You move into a different state that will stabilize, and you'll feel a lot better.
2: You know? So when you have those moments of real contentedness, uh, don't question it. Just be happy that you're there.
0: Oh yeah. Why would I want to? Why would I want to go back to the fallback and think, "Oh, I am happy." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like the booby prize. Yeah. I'd rather be flowing with the happiness yeah. than, "Oh, I just realized I am happy," and then immediately I'm not happy at yeah, that point because I'm afraid I won't be happy any longer or something. Yeah. As soon as you introduce selfing, the whole system comes along with it. Yeah? Peace becomes an object to get anxious about. Yeah? It does... You know, it's sort of like when people tell you there's a great party and every time you get there it sucks. That's selfing. Yeah? As soon as the selfing gets a great idea, well, the absence of myself would be a great experience. There it goes. You're just blown the whole thing. Yeah? That's why... Find find how your mind works. If your mind gives a lot of meaning to things, let's say it gives a lot more meaning to meditation than doing the dishes, then be a little wary of meditation. Because the meditation may be being used by the mind to reinforce a sense of being a self. Check out how the mind gives meaning to things. Yeah, So if it makes something really special and everything else not special, that's a dangerous space to be in. Yeah? For me, I noticed that I had thought that spiritual calling was higher than all other callings. Yeah? And it became dangerous to my mind because when I got introduced to this quote unquote spirituality, I had never been introduced to spirituality. I grew up a Catholic in Long Island, New York. Yeah? I met a guru when I was 17 years old. As soon as I met the guru, I had thousands of ideas Download how I should be, how he should be, how a devotee should be, what it means to be clear. I mean, I had no idea about anything yet. I had thousands of ideas. Yeah, I was stuck in this giant conceptual jungle with this machete called meditation. But I was cu- everything I was cutting was reinforcing the growth. I was got more and more lost the more I was cutting it down. So I found for me. It's much better to be talking about boring fucking things. I don't want to get into metaphysics or this or that because it doesn't do any good. It means too much for my mind. You know? Just like when I went into recovery. I didn't go into narcotics anonymous because they glorify it's a glorified life being an addict. To be a a piss-in-the-pants alcoholic, you can't make much out of that. You know what I mean? No one's really aspiring to be that. But, you know, cool musicians with the leather and tats shooting drugs, it's great. You know? It was dangerous for my mind. I needed to be in, like, you know, brown bag, you know, raincoat-flashing guys that had alcoholism. That worked for me. You know what I mean, it just calmed the mind down, and I was there, and I could accept situations. And then, hey, I'm fucked. You know, well, you said seventy
2: thousand thoughts a day. Yeah. So meditation, I, I found myself that you seventy thousand thoughts you have a day. If your mind is that busy, you need something to slow it down. And I found that meditation slows the mind down. It, long it turns to make the volume, volume, make better choices. No. No.
0: Well, then you know what? That that's you better do it then.
2: I make, if, if you I need meditate, to do it, you better be doing it.
0: after I meditate, I make better choices. Then you do it then. Yeah, that, it would be mind a, mind. that would be a wise thing to keep doing.
1: Yeah. 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 That's, that's, but it's not for everyone. I don't think so. No. I don't really. But they've studied that, though, Paul, meditation, and they say it does relax the system. You know, the, it can. The whole can. brain approach, you know, hemisphere is one dominant over here. Yeah, yeah. The it, works the right? it works on the body. It works
0: on the body. So, let just see, the thing is, for everything you, that has value here, if it's taken in a certain way, it can become unvaluable. Just like understanding. And understanding is a great, uh, in, a, in a sense, substitute for vision. Yeah? But if you are introduced to vision, and it's available, and you cling to an understanding, it's not doing you a service. The understanding is not doing you a service because the mind's ready to just see. Yeah? It's not leaving you open. Hmm? It's not leaving you open. You're, you're, you're actually... it's. Allowing you to close with the idea that you're open. When the next invitation is to see, and what's off or asked is to put down the understanding.
3: And a lot of times
0: you don't want to put down the understanding because it's valuable to the mind, conditional mind. And that prohibits the seeing. And now you have an understanding that may work when you're at a retreat or at a nice, comfy place, but on the the day-to-day life, it may not be there when you need it most. But a vision is always available at all times. Yeah, in Buddhism they talk a lot about it. There's view and vision. So view is understanding, and it has its purpose and value. But it can it can lose its value when it, it's 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 used to to restrain you from seeing. Yeah. So everything it's sort of like what's the best quality of a tool is that it can be put down. Yeah. I mean, to me, the real value of a tool is when it's served this purpose and I don't need it anymore. Then, be ready to move to whatever next is on the, on the menu, in a sense. If you want to stay there, stay there. I've seen people do it where they do inventories and they go through the minutia and try to find where they're at fault. It's time to enjoy the freedom that they've been offered instead of still doing the work all day. You know? It's time for some fun and play. To me, it's like being free-range. <laughs> Vision is free range. A view is still being—you're still on a certain farm, or it's, you still have fences that you can't cross over. Vision is different. Yeah, so, can, can I say it's just like
1: enjoy the process the way it is without much inter, interpretation? Yeah, enjoy the way it is. You know, why is not? Enjoy the process.
0: Yeah, it's it. the easiest thing to do, which is not doing.
1: Yeah. But Paul, most of us learn behavior is unconscious. A stimulus pops up and you react, right? So, no, you don't react. The body, mind reacts. Okay, and then you go for. It. If you're consciously aware, you'd never drink. but You wouldn't poison yourself, right? But so, being unconscious, you do that smoking, same thing. So, uh, if you're not consciously aware of it, you're acting a knee jerk reaction most of your life, like most people are, right? So, how do you become consciously aware, then, so that you can uh, you can pack in all by that entertaining thing? that you are already conscious. Well, you gotta learn it somehow, right? Because well, most you people, are right now. Most people, yeah? Most people are, it's learned behavior. They're not but you're are,
0: you already heard this. Pardon? So you've been given a possibility, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Entertain yeah. it. Entertain it. Yeah. Entertain it. See.
1: Good,
0: yeah. It'll save you a whole lot of time if you can entertain that you're already conscious. That maybe a mental state needs to be diminished. You don't need to, be, to increase your consciousness, just decrease the mental state. And if you have alcoholism, the disease of alcoholism is a disease of the mind. You can't take a, an x-ray of alcoholism. You can see it, the effects of it on, in organs, but you won't find alcoholism in an x-ray. Or a CAT scan. It's not behind the gallbladder or anything. Yeah? It's a mental disease. Okay? So the mental disease, what does it do? It sucks up the attention and interest and keeps it in the mental realm. So you live like those dogs that have manes and they put those plastic collars on. You're in a sense living with all its I, me, my just up there, you know, trying to have communication and relationship, but no contact, really. Yes? So what happens is, you don't have to become conscious, just realize what's causing the seeming unconscious, which is an obsession with a mental state. You! Yeah. The idea of being you is a mental idea. So then that drops, and then the consciousness that's always there becomes obvious to you. Your experience how you would interpret is is, you're becoming more conscious, but in fact... You can't become more conscious. You're just becoming more... The consciousness becomes more obvious to you. Yeah? See, here's consciousness, and then here we talk about it by the mental self in claiming it. It now becomes a quality that you can become more of or less of. So there's a giant playing God by the selfing, yeah? Around a quality of God, which is consciousness. So consciousness is consciousness. There's not more or less. Yes? We make... We... we we interpret it in that appearance of more or less. But when you realize that, hey, there's not unconsciousness, there's not more consciousness, there's just consciousness, then you're free from that. You're free from yourself playing God. And you're resting in a possibility that all there is is consciousness.
3: Yeah.
0: Now you can work at it from the other way. I'm unconscious, I need to become more conscious. It's going to take your time, though. You'll be spending a lot of time and you'll take one step ahead. Oh, I'm really conscious. I went on the retreat. And then you'll look at a pretty girl with lust and you'll be unconscious. And, oh, jeez, I shouldn't have done that. And you'll, the selfie will be playing God all fucking day with your, your progress in consciousness and your regression in tongue consciousness. But if, if all there is is consciousness, you have nothing to do with it. Hallelujah! That's the way it works. Everything that really works, you have nothing to do with Like, you have nothing to do with pumping your blood, it works. You have nothing to do with beating your heart, it works. You have nothing to do with digesting your food, it works. The thing you think you have something to do with is driving you crazy. The thoughts, yeah? Life, you think you have something to do with it? Far out, go ahead. (laughs) It's going to happen to you if you think you have something to do with it or not. Because you don't have anything to do with it. <laughs> you don't have any say. It's just a presupposed idea of having a say. But it holds no water. Look at your history. Literally.
2: Paul, you've talked about dog shit awareness.
1: Um, could you explain that story about dog shit awareness
0: for what, what, the yeah. poopa super? Yeah. No. no. Oh, the poopa
1: super story? Yeah.
0: All right. right. Well, this is more about recovery, yeah? The program recovery. The program recovery, there's a a step called the fourth, there's 12 steps, yeah? And the fourth step is to do an inventory. An inventory of, of your resentments, your fears, the harm you've done to people, and we look at the sexual behavior to get a good picture of how we'll harm people in pursuit of what we want, yeah? So we do this inventory, okay? And, uh, so in in the book, most people, when they teach other people to do the inventory, they teach it in a certain way. But when I had, when my mind sort of shifted and I was reading, because I was teaching this fourth step workshop for like 19 years, and I'd read this chapter called How It Works, which is all about doing the steps. Tons of times, but when my mind shifted, the mean the words meant something way different. So when I saw the word "self," it meant something different than all the other times I have ever read it. And so, how do I see it now. So it says in this part, it says, "Being convinced, which means to believe with certainty, that self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us." Yeah. So if you want to know, look at a dictionary and look up the word "self," and then there is a hyphen, and they have about eighty different descriptive. Like adjectives, yeah? Self love, self hate, self emulation, you know, like burning yourself up, you know, self uh whatever. So and if you will if you look about at ninety of them, I'd say about ninety percent would be more on the negative side, you know, self hate, you know, self vindictiveness, all that <laughs> and some self, like self love, self value, you know. But most of them are on the negative side. So self manifested in all these ways is what has defeated us. So in the big book of recovery they separate the two, self and us, yeah? Now my my take on the disease of alcoholism, it isn't obsession over self, it's identification as a self. So in my sense, the disease doesn't see the difference between self and us. It calls self us. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? This it, we don't it's not sensed as a foreign installment or like a parasitical movement. It's seen as me. <laughs> yeah? To me I think that's the root of the problem is you're identified as self. <laughs> Seriously. So all right, so being convinced of self manifested in various ways is what has defeated us, okay? Everyone's alright, I agree with that. And it says okay, we will now look at its selfs Common manifestations in, let's say, someone's life. And the next paragraph is the word resentment. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So in this view, and then it goes into fear and harm does to others. So in my view, it sort of looks like that resentment is an expression of self. Yeah? Mm-hmm. It's a manifestation of self in my life. Resentment. So when I'm ang- when I'm reliving in anger with something I see happens now, reminds me of something I thought happened to me in the past. I'm refeeling that. That's a- an expression of self. Being in a lot of anxiety is an expression of self. Harming other people in the pursuit of what I want is an expression of self. It's one of many manifestations in my life that self is dumping in my life. Okay. So, what would happen? So, if I did an inventory and I looked at fears and I didn't look at them them as mine, they'd have so much more room to change than when they're my fears. Yeah? When a resentment is not seen as mine, I don't have a huge investment in keeping that resentment. I see it, it's harming me, and so I'm willing to let it go. But my mind is probably using it for a lot of excuses and reasons why I haven't got my marriages, haven't worked, or whatever. Yes? So it's milking it like a cow. So it it uses resentment, it uses Mm -hmm. expressions to reinforce itself. Yes? Okay, so this story is about a guy who lives in a beautiful house, has a big yard in the back, a beautiful lawn. So he goes out there every morning with no shoes on, and he runs around the morning dew, and he does little angels and everything, and he has a big uh, lawn bowling Tournament that weekend, he has picnics, and his life is really enriched by having this lawn. Yeah, so one day he jumps out with no shoes on off his porch, and he lands in some shit. Yeah, some dog shit. And so he gets he gets off, and he wipes it off, and he jumps, and he lands in some more dog shit. And then he starts walking around, and there's shit all over his lawn, and it's starting to smell really bad. So first things first, he gets up on the porch and his life gets smaller. Now he has to wear shoes when he goes on the lawn. Yeah, Now he's tiptoeing around and he sees there's a lot of different kinds of shit too. You know, All over the place. So he, what does he do? He runs in and he just tries to have, not think about it, hoping it will go away. So he goes out in the afternoon and there's even more shit there. So then he decides, he comes in, he locks the door, pulls the shades down and he just says, forget the lawn. And he buys pictures of lawns gets him in his house, and he reminisces with other people who have the same condition. Remember when you had a lawn? Yeah. It's almost like this lawn. It's not quite, but look at it. It's beautiful. Yeah. We yeah, have little videos of lawns and everything. And then a lot of people start calling him because they hear his predicament. And uh, one guy comes over and says, hey, I hear you having a problem with all this shit. And he says, yeah, I can't even use my lawn anymore. Guy says, you know what you need? A pooper scooper. Yeah? And I said, I think yours is so bad you need tooth scoopers. So he sells me two poopa scoopers, and now i 've starting out there and i 'm picking up shit pretty fast, and after a while, I can have like a two by six piece of lawn that's not shit filled yeah so i can't have a, i can't lay down, but I can stand there at least enjoy it and People hear about it, and they start calling me up about. Hey, can you give me advice? I said, yeah, this is the scooper I like to use. And then I start selling a line of scoopers, autographed, and I go on, I become a circuit speaker, and I become very, very <laughs> acknowledged and known for how I'm an expert on shit and how to get a little bit off the one. And so now, you know, and so one day a guy comes over and he says, hey, I've heard you had a problem. And I said, I don't have a problem. And he says, what about the shit? He says, no, 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 I'm a big speaker. I've written four books. I have my own line of pooper-scoopers, you know? And he says, oh, so you don't need a... you don't have a problem anymore? I said, no, no, no. Uh, so the guy starts walking out, and he just throws the solution. He says, find the dog. <laughs> what? Find the dog. But now the mind's gotten identified with being mm-hmm. such a great pooper-scooper, being a circus speaker, written all these books. He doesn't see it as a problem anymore. Yeah? And he doesn't want to get rid of this shit. Because in this case, he's the dog. Yeah? If you get rid of the dog, there'd be no shit. But if you're identified as the dog, you can't even imagine getting rid of the dog. Yeah? So if the root of the problem is identification as self, the solution is not being identified as a self. So if you identify identified as self, you can't entertain being free from self. You can only entertain being free as a self, which isn't freedom, as we found out. Yeah? But if I'm not that, immediately my mind can entertain what it hadn't been able to entertain, which is I can be free of it. Once you entertain the possibility, it's going to come to pass. There's nothing that can stop mind once it realizes something. There's no stopping it if it wants to continue. Yeah. But if it can't see, away, if it can't see from this point of view, if it's only seen from this point of view that I am the problem, then in a sense there's no solution. But if you're not the problem, that's the solution. Yeah. If you if you are the problem, yeah, and you really identify with that, you're not the solution. But that's a beautiful thing because you're not that, that's the solution. Yeah. So that's the whole point. The whole point with the poopa scooper, it's a lot of people are hunkering down and trying to make the best of they can, but there's a difference, there's another solution, a radical solution. If, you're, if you found the dog, you wouldn't have to fucking deal with the shit. yeah? Because the shit's coming from the dog, obviously. So find what's shitting all over your lawn, meta- metaphorically, and uh, see that you're not that, and you'll walk away and you won't look back, because it's not you. And it's going to cry for you. It's going to have like the sirens of Ulysses. Oh, take me with you. But where you're going, it can't come. Non existence cannot be an existence. Yeah, It can't appear. It cannot come where you are. You've got to give it up, in a sense. And you do cherish it. Mind cherishes what it's made yeah. up. Like well, I you say, don't have an, an enhanced
2: relationship with yourself, and you're a lot better off.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, there you go. I've had enough, eh? Yeah. You know. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I've had enough. <laughs>